started tonight was like trying to get out the door with my toddlers at a specific time. <laughs> Do you have kids? Uh, no, just just uh, just dogs. Why? <laughs> my dog. We get out the door pretty quick if we had to. If there was a fire, I think we would do fairly well. <laughs> you gotta. You need to live, Stanley. Hey, this is uh, obviously a solid seven podcast. Welcome. <laughs> we are uh, a better than average podcast. But you know, just barley, just coming in over the bar. We're not a show about nothing, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week we like to get together, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us, and we invite you to join us. Sometimes we bring a guest along, sometimes we bring a backup guest along. And uh, <laughs> this week we have, by no means, our second choice, Adam, returning to the <laughs> podcast. Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, I think second is like giving me too much credit, to be honest with you. Whoa. Listen, I, I mean, the reality is that any time um, we book... Uh, John Reyes as the guest that we mm. pretty much know the backup guest is the guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry, John, don't take it too personally. So, but, uh, but he did uh, completely forget. Yeah. He'll say he didn't forget. He'll but say he, he didn't definitely... forget and that he gave himself an out, which is partially true. He intentionally gave you a, a non-definitive He, he told answer. me it wouldn't happen, but then I, when I checked to see... Because he, he, he was streaming tonight on his Twitch channel, which is fine. But then he's like, yeah, I should be able to when it's over. And then I, I was like, maybe he's still streaming when he hasn't texted me back after 30 minutes. So I checked the stream. He's playing War Warzone. So... Nice. It, so uh, Now, did we hop on there and, and roast him in his own chat? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Do, both I, feel, of us. do I feel bad about it? <laughs> no, I do not. Not at all. <laughs> so, and on that note, it is time. To crack a tasty cold Jocko go. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. So, you still working on your mangoes, Josh? No, I poured some Canada dry ginger ale in addition to my Jocko. Interesting. Mm, oh, you're asking. Yeah. Oh, no, I have. I thought you meant like because I was drinking an Arizona Mucho Mango a minute ago. You were talking about Jocko Mango. Hello. Nice. I'm going to join the conversation now. Um, well, I have two left. So. You gotta, so, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta nurse those. You gotta save those for the right time, for special occasion. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was at. I was like, like, let me, let me. So I have a Canada Dry next to me, and I have the Jocko Go. Yeah, tenth anniversary, so I'm, I'm something, all. something big. You gotta hold out. Yeah. So our uh, like our Amazon auto ship just got here today, and I haven't opened it yet, and I can't remember if I switched one of my flavors to mango or not. I don't think I did. I probably have another box of of orange and apple sitting here, both of which I am a okay with. Yeah, those flavors bulk? aren't bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like fifteen percent off if you uh, add them to like your Amazon subscribe and save. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, Kale sent me what a twelve pack, I think, for yeah. my birthday. He got me twelve mangoes. Yeah. Hmm. So between Jay and I, we get like twenty four of them a month, and it's you know we work our way through them. So nice. Do you finish it before the next shipment comes in? Uh, we didn't this past time. I, I don't know why. I wasn't like intentionally laying off of them or anything. Just the just the way the cookie crumbled. So, but typically, yeah, I mean, 24 for two people is not even one a day for each of us. Right. So it's kind of like normally we'll grab them, take them to work, throw them in the fridge for like a midday pick me up. But it's also like, uh, normally I make our coffees in the morning. So I, I make mine, make hers, leave it for, take mine with me. Uh, but if I'm running behind in the morning, like, well, that's, it's just the coffee replacement. We'll just crack those. Right. So I nice. like the, the jock, not to make this another Jocko go podcast, but uh, I, I like the Jocko Go uh, for that 
afternoon lull more than the morning uh, wake me up. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I like. I normally default to coffee and just like a cup of black coffee to start the day. And then Jocko, they just opened up a Wawa like right down the street from me, so it's nice. really easy now to just swing on in and grab a, a Jocko. Do they have all the new flavors there? Right, your new one. Honestly, I haven't been keeping up to date with all the Jocko flavors, so I don't. Everything. Yeah, try the mango. Yeah. Mango is fire. I was really excited really? about watermelon, but uh, mangoes, mangoes, what's up? Mm, yeah, so. ma- watermelon wasn't that good, but it was good, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't mm. watermelony? What, water, who's melony? Yeah. It wasn't watermelony enough for me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So I was looking for more of like a, a candy flavor. Like the sour apple, like I know it's not everybody's bag, but it does kind of track with that like Jolly Rancher sour apple flavor. But yeah, the water I had mel- that one the other day, and yeah. that's that's the only one that I've had so far that like tastes enough like what it's supposed to. That I'm like, okay. This have makes you had sense. the Have you had the orange? No, orange is right no. there. Just orange is right there too. Orange is my yeah. second. Orange holds up. Those really? Were, okay. Those yeah. were the go tos before mango, but mango mango's top of class. It really is. Dang, and orange right. soda is my favorite, so I have to. Yeah. I'm gonna have oh to yeah, try you'd it like now. this then. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Yeah. So. But uh, I, I will, you know, in the spirit of not turning this into yet another Jocko Go podcast, I will say that uh, IT Eric, my buddy from work, who is also a faithful Patreon supporter, uh, he went on and ordered some Jocko Go straight from uh, Origin, Maine. And I can't remember if he said he, like, put in his review or just, like, in the comments on his order, like, just blew us up. He's like, I'm here because of Solid 7 Podcast. Oh, that's Those awesome. Those guys rave about you. That's how I found you. Whatever. They actually replied to him. Like, a human reply. What? Really? Wow. Yeah. They're like, you know, thanks so much for your business. Uh, we love uh, hearing stories like this. Love hearing from customers from you. Sounds like these guys would be a great candidate for our affiliate program. So a little bit pass on the buck on, yeah, we should sponsor them. But uh, Wait, no. they actually said that? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, really. I mean, we have we were aware of and we've looked at their affiliate program and they're right. We, we are a good fit for it. But... Uh, we need to set up a website first, and it just hasn't been hasn't been top priority. So Squarespace yeah. is that's when that ad comes in, and how easy it is to make a website. Blah, blah, right? Blah. Yeah, just clip in a Joe Rogan one. Yeah, right where are you at, Squarespace? <laughs> yeah. So no, I have. You know what I've kind of been holding out for is uh, with uh, the new like OS updates coming out from Apple, you'll be able to host your like own domain email addresses through iCloud, and that's when I figured we'd like pull the, the trigger on buying our URL and mm. stuff. Nice. So you can, cool. you can email like josh at solid7podcast.com. Like, What's up? Do it. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll and it'll it. be, all be registered through Apple just free if you have a, yeah. an iPhone? Yeah. you just As long as you own the URL, like you don't even have to actually be hosting the site anywhere. You can just uh, use That's your domain. That's cool. Yeah. So because hmm. buying the domain is cheap. That's, you know, what, like 12, 13, 15 bucks depending on what you do. So Yeah, they're not, not expensive at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. why twelve, thirteen, fifteen was the progression I went with there, but I could have said twelve <laughs> you know, to fifteen, six minutes different, but not really. So. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, I I thought it was cool that they because um, Origin Maine's been on um, Forbes like top five hundred like fastest growing companies for like two years now, like they're blowing up. Uh, mm-hmm. like they like they just bought and built out a huge new uh, space in North Carolina. Obviously, they're they're based in in Maine, hence Origin Maine, uh, but just dedicated to Jacko Fuel. Like they're they're just it's just massive. They keep expanding, so that there's still somebody like actually paying attention to those comments from a random purchase and responding to them live is pretty pretty dope. That's so, cool. So thanks. Is it bad that every time you say Origin, I think of the EA 
like game platform on the PC that's kind of like Steam, oh, but yeah. it's only EA games. I don't know and if it's, it's if it's bad. I mean, it definitely communicates <laughs> something, but I don't know if it's bad. <laughs> so. Anything that's vaguely video game related, I'm like, what? What game are you well, talking hey, about? Hey, <laughs> it was a it was a big day in gaming, particularly if you're a, a Sony platformer, friend. man. Yeah, yeah. The, did the PlayStation trailer? Some of it stuff I've I've never been into and couldn't care less about. Like the the dry, like what? Uh, like uh, didn't they announce like GT Seven or something today? Like Gran Turismo. Oh, I, I didn't that? watch the whole oh. keynote. I just saw the the top games yeah. I care about. I've never been big yeah. on the driving games, but Spider Man Two. Yeah, I don't care. Looks phenomenal. Uh, oh man, God Craven yeah. and Venom and revealed in the trailer. It's gonna be yes. dope. Uh, God of. They didn't show Craven, but you heard him talking. Yeah, that was his voice. I thought it was. I thought it was Venom's voice the whole time, right? Because I, I did initially too. Until he saw said something it. about Hunt or something. Right, and then Venom's voice kicks in at the end of the trailer, right. and you see his face like pop out through the shadows, and he's right. like, "Yes, like something the three of us, you know." Venom right. was talking about being my. Right. Morales and Peter Parker. I'm I'm excited. I'm super excited. Josh, have you played? You haven't played Miles Morales, huh? No, I haven't. I don't. I'm, I was waiting to get a PS5 uh, mm. so that I could replay the sp- first Spider-Man game again with the mm. new face because I think it would be too uh, jarring to play Miles Morales because the new faces in Miles Morales, regardless of what console you're on. Mm-hmm. But I'm used to the old face, and they changed his face in the remaster and in Miles Morales. So. Mm-hmm. I want to replay the new game with the new Peter Parker face, and then well, as petty and stupid as that is, I don't care what you people think. No, um, you're right. It would be super jarring. I think that yeah. like if you play the old version and then you go to Miles Morales and you just see a new face, you're going to be shocked. Right. You might have a seizure. And I I think I might again. faint and die. Yeah, it'd be like watching Spider-Man One with Tobey Maguire, and then. <laughs> The next, you go, sweet, I'm going to watch Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock and Alfred Molina. Wait, Andrew Garfield? Like, it'd be that jarring. It would, it would be like, I think it would be like watching Homecoming and then Spider-Man 2 and then, or The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and then Spider-Man 3, all three different characters. Yeah, it'd be like, what is what is <laughs> going on? Am I having a seizure right now? There's no continuity here. This doesn't make sense. I hate Sony. Just sell the movie back to Marvel already. <laughs> hey, at least they've been playing nice. Yeah, they have true. been. I appreciate that. I appreciate that they, uh, I think Tom Holland's crying. I think he said he was even drunk when he called Sony or he called Bob Iger or someone. And he was like, please bring Spider-Man back. Because I think mm-hmm. after, was it before Far From Home or was it after Far From Home? He was like, let's get, let's meet. It was one of yeah, them. Yeah, I think it was after, uh, not, f- no, not Far From Home. It was uh, Homecoming. It was after Homecoming, the first one. Was that? Oh, I thought it was the second one. Yeah, so it was pretty early on and I could be remembering it wrong, but it was pretty early on that Sony worked out a deal with Marvel and they were like, okay, like we'll let you have Spider-Man for a couple movies. We'll see how it works. And they play tested it with civil war. And then they did homecoming. And then after that, Sony was considering like pulling the plug. They were like, ah, like we want creative control. We We hate money. Right. Like (laughs) we want to do our thing. And no, Tom Holland like came in and he was like, no, like we got to talk about this because this is working really well. This is so much fun. I'm really passionate about this. We got to do it. Right. And that's when Sony was like, okay, like it makes sense. It's it's working. And it yeah. has been, I think. I, I think yeah. Tom Holland's been the best Spider-Man so far. I don't, yeah, I don't dislike him. I'd take him over. To, he, he He's second out of three for me. Second out of three? Who yeah. did you say? Toby I, McGuire's I, number I, one? No, no, no. I, 
I mean, it's it's funny because the particularly Spider-Man one and two, I think were were excellent flicks. But Toby's just not my favorite Spider-Man. Garfield, I thought, mm. was my favorite of the three playing the role. See, mm. I'm really surprised that you say that, but I I agree with you. He's not my favorite, but he's definitely my number two because he's the most uh, ultimate comic book uh, like accurate. Right, Tobey Maguire is not super accurate to the comic book version. He's just yeah, he's a, like a thirty-year-old dude playing a high schooler. <laughs> he's he's just he's just good, right? And it's everybody's yeah. like first. It's more nostalgia, of, maybe, right? Just, and the, and this you just can't unsee him awkwardly good. strutting down the street. Like you can't. Oh my gosh! I can't scrub we don't talk from, about that. I can't Kale? scrub that from my brain. <laughs> it can't be it's scarred it can't be into undone. my mind. That, what's I mean, that I was, line? I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> I'm gonna kick some dirt in your <laughs> eye. Or then, kick or put. What's the what's the scene that's uh like a massive gift now of him crying? Like I can't that too. Like his crying. That's I the first can't. one. Yeah. That's, that's the first, the first one, one. Uncle Ben died. Yeah, his I, freaking I, uncle just got shot. Kale, how dare you? You're heartless. <laughs> no, I'm not judging that he's crying. It's it's his crying specifically. I'm like that <laughs> it's face. Just I'm like, so oh, hardcore. God, it's yeah. the worst. It's so bad. Yeah. I was in fifth grade when the first one came out, and so like I. I want to watch all the first three and then Andrew Garfield's again because obviously they're going to be in the newest mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man coming out in December. More than likely, rumored. Um, but uh, I want to watch them again. But like, Kale, you said Andrew Garfield's your favorite. Toby's my favorite. But now I'm conflicted. Like, is he my favorite because he's actually good? Or is it because I was in fifth grade and that was my first real live-action Spider-Man and it's nostalgia and it's just like, you can't talk about that Spider-Man. He's my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, but then, well, like, I, but is I, he objectively, I over. Good, objectively I think that, good? I think that is over once you see all three of them on screen together. I don't think he, yeah. I don't think he, I don't think his acting chops hold up to the other two. I don't. Right, and Tobey Maguire is also like what forty something years old now. Like I think coming he's back older as, than that. yeah, he's he's got to be he's got to be up there. But I think also like the thing between the Spider-Man movies, right, is like there are specific unique things about each iteration that makes them really. Oh, good you're right. In, he's forty six. I take it back. Yeah, he's forty six. Boom. That's old though. Dang. At least for Peter Parker, but but no, like so the first three movies, right, with Tobey Maguire, they were good because Sam Raimi did it in a really good way, except for the third one, obviously. But, but that wasn't even his fault. That was Sony's fault. Why that movie flopped so hard? Right, right. But Sam Raimi had his taste, his his take on it, and it 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 was good, right? Spider Man Two is just well known as one of the best superhero movies right. of all time. Right. And then if you look at Andrew Garfield, people have a lot of different opinions on it, right? Electro, man, man he was okay, whatever. I but, hated the lizard. But if you right, but if you look at the way that the Ultimate Spider Man comics go, and that the, like that whole story, the way that his initial story arc is when Ultimate Spider Man was introduced, and you compare it to Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, it's really comic book accurate, and it's really really good. Right. And they don't have like a mutation thing where he shoots a web out of his wrist. He's actually yeah. got web shooters. And, <laughs> yeah. and and some of the scenes, like I saw a clip recently of, of Amazing Spider-Man 2 where Andrew Garfield, it's like the camera is following him as he's swinging through the scene. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And then with, you know, with, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland. Like There's they, been the w- 30 milliseconds of him swinging. <laughs> right, right. But compare, compare that to the fact that he's built into this greater MCU that's been built up over the past, what, 15 years? It's yep. that well, all three of them have different things that are just really, really good. Would anybody, that's and I'm point. not, I like Tom Holland's fine. He's a good actor. He's been a good Spider-Man. I'm, I'm not hating on him as Spider-Man. I don't not enjoy sure. it. But I don't think anybody would be invested in him as Spider-Man if it weren't for 
the relationship with Tony. Like he played off Robert mm. Downey Jr. so good. Like you believed that re- they had they had chemistry. They did. Like it's not just romantic. Like you you bought into that father son relationship, and you got um, like you you know he he got carry like, he got spillover emotion from everybody's attachment to Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, and I think that that plays into like the like I said earlier, where they're building off of the MCU, right? Because he take he he seems much more like uh, a kid that's growing into the role of a superhero, which is what Spider Man was when he first started, than any of the other Spider Man iterations. And I think that's because he had the support of well established characters, right? I I kind of hope. Like, cause I mean, Spider-Man is a leader in a lot of the comics and a lot of the TV shows back in the Diz. He's more of like the leader. He become. I think that's what they're slowly doing with him in the MCU. But I think that's been a lot of people's probably complaint with Tom Holland. He's just a, a dorky little kid, mm-hmm. which Spider-Man is a dork. But like, he's just he's still he's too, I think too much of a kid. Like Toby was an adult playing a kid in high school, but. Like and he felt like if Toby had to take over the MCU, I think he would be believable as a leader. But I feel like Tom Holland is a little still leaning too much on the immature side. Would you agree right. with that? Like yeah. I think in this movie, I hope he, which he kind of grew up a bit in Far From Home. He like it seemed like he started. He's getting more confident. This is that because Tony's gone. Whatever he has to step up. So I really hope he becomes just more of a leader. Uh, maybe he'll read Extreme Ownership. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and then uh, be a better leader in the upcoming movies because I think I think he's a great Spider-Man. I think he's I'm I'm gonna watch Tom uh, Tobey Maguire again and then come back and tell you who I think the best Spider-Man is. But yeah. um, but Tom Holland is one of my I think he's my favorite and I just like him as an actor and a person. I think he's a cool guy. I would yeah. fully support a Jocko cameo in the MCU just for the record. <laughs> you know it'd be so, hilarious Disney and Marvel if you're listening. He's got the build um, for it. He's got the build for it. <clears throat> <laughs> he, he could. Yeah. Uh, what would be hilarious is if the three of them meet, and then Toby goes to shoot his webs out of his arms, and then Andrew Garfield and right. Tom Holland are just get like grossed out, like, "Whoa, whoa! How, how did you just do that? That's disgusting!" Yeah. <laughs> like, I just they don't come out of your arms. I, like, no. <laughs> I say since Dave Bautista, who's only enjoyable on film as Drax, wants to bail on it anyways. I say Dude, what uh, we re- I say we recast Drax uh, with Jocko. That would be top. That'd be fantastic. Oh my gosh. Jocko delivering those dry lines like, I am moving so slow you can't even see me. (laughs) He could do it. He could he could pull it off. So I I want like obviously not MCU, but from for my part, and again, this might be my childhood attachment. I'm much more excited Mm -hmm. to see Michael Keaton return as Bruce Wayne than I am to see Tom Holland return as Spider Man. Wait, wait. What do you uh, mean? I, I haven't heard about that. He, I in don't. The, I don't think he's actually going to don the bat suit, but he is going to play Bruce Wayne. I believe it's in the uh, the Flash movie. Is it the Flash oh. movie or is it the the new Batman movie with the vampire kid? No, it's Uh-oh. not that one. No, that's different. That, you know that, what though, Matt Paz, Matt Pattinson, right? Robert this Pattinson, Robert, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. I I'm actually really impressed. I've I've never seen Twilight. Um, Sometimes I'll see it like recommendation on Hulu, and I'm like, maybe I should, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should not. watch it just to just to see. It's not, but not it's not your bag, dude. You're not the target. You're not the target market. You don't I, need to oh, watch it. It's trust fine, me, Adam. I know, but right. 
I feel like if I did watch it, then I would just get like this weird enjoyment out of how corny it is. You know how you, you see clips of stuff on Instagram sometimes? It's just so like, bad. I see clips occasionally of Twilight or like p- people who are like huge Twilight fans. And I'm like, this is terrible. You really, you really like, <laughs> you like this? this? You really like this? <laughs> like I took, I took my sister to see it for her birthday. Um, this, the second one, whenever that came out in theaters and I don't remember any of it because I just completely shut my brain off and stored it deep down inside. <laughs> all of all of my uh, Twilight knowledge comes from the time capsule episode of Parks and Rec. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about it. Uh, but oh, hey, man. you know what? I he does did, have acting chops, though. Yeah, I, oh, that's I well. That's what I was going to yeah, say. I didn't dislike him in Harry Potter, so I'm I'm happy to give him a shot at, as Batman. So he's he's done really really well. There's there was one movie that I saw on Netflix. I'm blanking on the name. It was about like a robbery, like a bank robbery or something like that. I'll have to I'll have to Google it. But uh, he so he basically he's like this this kid that's just with his brother and his brother has like a mental disability. The devil and, all the time. No, that's with uh, what's his name? That's with Tom Holland. I don't, think I don't know. Pattinson. I typed in Robert Pattinson Netflix movie. The devil all the time popped up. Huh. I mean, maybe that's maybe not how the that. internet works. You idiot. Good, good time. It's called good time. It's a, it's a very adult movie, right? So you have oh. to be an adult in that mindset. That's like, I'm ready to watch an adult themed movie. Okay. But I will say that as like an actor, right. Who was known for twilight, completely different role. And he killed it. I was really, really impressed. And then, like with the lighthouse, if you guys have ever seen the, oh, I he- saw the lighthouse, and I don't know what I think about that movie. I was, I was kind of weirded out the whole time. I was really, un- I was uncomfortable the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point. But it's like, it's like, <laughs> yes. it's like one of those, you know, you know, it's like an artsy indie movie that's just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, like, what, what was the point of this? What am I watching? <laughs> what is happening? Is what I kept asking. The it's in black. It's in modern movie, but mm-hmm. it takes place in the 1890s, and it's. In all in black and white, it's in four three format, and well, they didn't have widescreen only... back then, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have video or film, um, but it's only—it's literally only Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe in this mm. movie. Oh, and look at this connection. Look at how we're connecting everything. In from that movie, there's like a mermaid in it, and so Robert Pattinson and that chick took like a photo together, and Tom Holland and what's the girl's name Zendaya. Mm just recreated that photo on the set of uh, the new movie. So look at how we're just connecting. And then speaking of the set of the new movie, Willem Dafoe is going to be on that set. Look at this. Yeah. We're wow. the Solid 7 podcast. Yes. We can connect everything. Just bringing Holy it, just bringing it all back around. But no, yeah, but yeah Michael, Lo- Lo- Lighthouse is interesting. Michael Keaton, <laughs> uh, Dark Knight trilogy included, he's still my favorite Batman, will always be my favorite Batman, and mm. I'm excited to uh, see him play. Bruce Wayne again. Even more than Christian Bale, huh? Yeah, even more than Christian Bale, yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, now the, the I grew up with, uh, with, I mean, I was alive when his movie came out, but like, I, I really loved those Christian Bale movies. Mm. They're so good. Were, yeah. were you? I think. Yeah, like, you were you born? 91. I was born in 91. You act like I was born yesterday. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I was born in 91. I've been alive for 30 yes, years. Yes, sweetheart, but you I think, that, like I think um, the first Batman with Michael Keaton, I believe, was, it was 88 or 89. Well, the, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Returns comes out in 92, so the first one would have had to have been uh, before that. Yeah, Batman begins. Would you like to resend your snark, or are you just going to leave it out there now? 
I'll leave it. Okay, fair. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I enjoy. It. I like. I'm just a Michael Keaton fan. Period. But no, I he love was him. Just so good in the role, and like he just didn't have to over. Like he wasn't on the juice. He didn't have to bulk up. He didn't have to whatever. Like yeah, his suit he did it for him. Just was the character. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Eighty nine. Uh, my sister was alive. Still one of the best soundtracks of all time in a movie. Did you guys ever see yes. um, Birdman? Yeah, I saw that. That was really no. Good. I haven't. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. If you if you like Michael Keaton and you're a big fan of him, you should check it out because it's it's really good. It's with him and uh, Emma Stone. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what's so, dope is like that whole movie. It's probably like three edits. The whole movie they did such long one takes, mm-hmm. and I think I saw Emma Stone in some uh, in some interviews talking about how terrifying it would be. Say they'd be like two minutes into this one long take. And then her turns coming up to pop into the scene mm-hmm. and just imagine the amount of stress. Cause if you mess up your line or do anything wrong, we got to bring it back to the beginning. Right. Gosh, right. Dang. I don't know if it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> so I started, cut, man. I started, I started school recently and um, the, the class that I started out with, it's uh, introduction to film. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm working a lot. I'm dealing with work and like getting certs for my job and like, you know, juggling a lot of things. So I was like, eh, intro to film course as my first college course since I was 19 years old. This is going to be a good like segue into that. Wrong. Like there's so much reading, so much movies that I'm watching, like so many things that are, that is going with it. But in that I'm learning a lot of things about, about film and movies and like editing and things like that. It's, it's super, super interesting. And you know, that's what I do for a living, right? What you, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I make videos for a living. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, so you, you should enroll in this class. I'll send you a link, but, uh, I teach the class. Um, <laughs> uh, but one of the, one of the films that I recently watched again, um, just to get like my head around editing techniques and stuff like that was uh, 1917. Did you guys ever watch 1917? No, uh-huh. I haven't seen that yet. Oh man, that's like it's 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 made to look like it's shot in one shot, right? It's not right. actually shot in a singular shot, but the entirety of the film is made to look that way. And between the sound and the editing, it's it's fantastic. So I definitely recommend it. It's completely different from any superhero movie. It's a World War One movie, but it's so so good. And the whole film is just one singular shot one singular continuous right. shot it's um, awesome we were talking about the playstation games that came out um or <laughs> announced today the Excellent god of war i was about to do a funny <laughs> no i was about to like say we hadn't rabbit trailed but <laughs> well this it connects because yeah. the they announced the second god of war or they showed gameplay today of the second god of war game mm. did you know the first god of war game it um it's it's they made it in a way to where it is one continuous shot throughout the entire game so if no you re- if you play it with that realizing that you'll notice from cutscene to you playing the camera there's never a cut and even like when the camera moves from like the beginning of the credits right into you playing and then right out of the cutscene into you or right vice versa what i just said and then like the whole game just no cuts at all you're are saying, you talking about the ps4 you know, version saying, are you saying the PS4? first one first one or the newer first one because yeah. they kind of retcon the storyline did they not um, uh, it's, a, it's a continuation yeah, it's just the gameplay and everything is completely revamped. But his his kid was dead. No, so uh, well, okay, so in the first God of War that started out in like PS one, yes. right, where he's in the the Greek gods universe, uh, yes, he he killed his daughter and his wife, 
like when he was under a trance or something like that. Um, and then he goes through that's his get, ashes on his body, right? That's, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the ashes that are on his body. That's why he's the ghost of Sparta is because he's covered in the ashes of his, it's really morbid. But, uh, so anyway, so that whole storyline up until I think it's God of War three, I can't, I can't remember. Um, but it's basically him getting revenge against the Greek gods because they were the ones that tricked him into doing this, right? So it's this whole revenge story. And at the end of it, at the finale, when you finally kill Zeus, um, there's like this brief cutscene where he goes off the edge. And the new god of war is the same Kratos that had all of that stuff that happened to him, but he found his way into the Norse god universe. And so he made this new humble life. He found a wife. He remarried he had another son and that's what the new god of war series is is that he like you know humbled himself and he's he's renewed and then his wife dies and it's him and his son on a journey to bury her and Dude, all the game is phenomenal but it's so so yeah good. the the, the entirety was... behind it is that it's it's revamped systems and combat and everything yeah. it's really really good so you know it was uh a pivot in the storyline, right? I mean, it's it's a retcon, but it, they gave it new life. Pivot. They gave themselves a new set of gods. So the fact this one, totally. this one is God of War Ragnarok. So that makes right. that makes more sense now. Right. But, uh, well, they teased also- Odin a bunch and Thor a little bit in the first one, and then this trailer shows. Um, like I think we'll we'll be end up fighting Thor in this game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they also teased in- other mythologies in the game, so it seems like we might go into like the even the Egyptian mythology. With Kratos potentially bring it on, yeah. Ra. Yeah, it's it's really cool the way they do it in the God of War for the PS4. There's a, even a cutscene where he's talking to the the mother of the the main antagonist. I can't remember who it is, uh, but he's talking to her. Bar- and she, Bartor, Bortor, something like that. Uh, I'm gonna go with it, Bortor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all your yeah, Norse mythology fans are like, yeah, Bortor. Bortor, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but she recognizes Baldor. him. And she's, she's like, "You're you're a god, but you're not from these lands." Like, so she knows like everything that he's had mm-hmm. in his past, you know. Um, but it's it's really deep. That's what I love about video games. You know, so many good games are actual works of art with great storytelling, good artwork, good yep. gameplay. Like, it's it's a great medium. So the Dang, the, this junk came out in 2018. The feels like not that long ago. The big mm-hmm. job today, though. I, I mean, it wasn't uh, you know a reveal. We knew it was coming, and I was a little disappointed there wasn't gameplay or anything. But was the Knights of the Old Republic remake? Oh. Mm. And the biggest thing from that is Darth Revan. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's now going to be officially canon. Wait, that's what that meant, Oswell? Yeah. Well, you you saw the the teaser, right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't put it together that that automatically means that Knights of the Republic is canon. Then yeah. So since the Disney takeover, right? Any new media that's put out is officially canon. The only thing that remained from the past that was no longer canon but allowed to still continue was the uh, the Old Republic MMO. Because it had a huge fan base, the the developer, I think it was Bioware, had a contract, and they were like, well, it's still working, it's still alive, and we don't have a current MMO, so none of this is canon, it's legends, but we're going to let it go on. So, But from that takeover, once they gave publishing rights over to EA, they said anything that, that... comes out from our acquisition forward is officially canon. So oh. all like squadrons, um, you know, all the other games I can't think last of. Jedi. Last Jedi. Last last uh Fallen yeah. Jedi. Fallen uh, Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Well which yeah. the uh close. the <laughs> next set of movies uh is supposed to be set in the old republic. Oh really? That's my understanding. 
I know that there's the the book series that that's coming out soon too, and that's like book the, of Boba Fett, isn't that like today? Like where it picks up right after, however, what's it face ends? Well, so the, the, those are two different. We're talking about three different things actually. So Kale's talking about a new like, movie, yeah, tentpole movies like next trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then oh. you're talking about the book of Boba Fett, which is the Disney Plus series that's coming out, right? And then I'm talking about the book series, which is brand new books that take place like in actual the, books that you have to pick up and read. With correct. Yeah, paper that you look at, you read the words, and then uh, that's a story in your brain. Hmm. And that's uh, the High Republic, which takes place like way, way, way before when the Jedi were like at their peak. The nice thing about the books, Josh, is if you read them, then when they become shows or movies, you get to look down on everyone who has only watched the show or movie but not read the book. <laughs> I I really love don't. those people. They're very like patient and understanding, and they're like, "Oh, you you don't know about this? Let me let me sit you down for the next six hours and belligerently explain this to you." Yeah. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my sergeants, he's a big fan of Halo, right? And he was he overheard that me and another coworker of mine were talking about the new Halo game that's coming out, and he's like, "Oh, have you guys read The Fall of Reach? Have you read this, this, this?" <laughs> and and we're like. No, yeah, we we're not lame. <laughs> we have lied. You misread the then, situation, man. Yeah, and then <laughs> my my coworker and I talking about how Halo Infinite looks pretty cool instantly turns to our sergeant talking to us about how good the books are. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's what I, I hate about some people. Like I don't. I've never got into comics as a kid. So like when all these MC movies come out, people like keep referring back to the comics, 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 and I'm like. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm just enjoying these movies. <laughs> like, I don't care who Agatha really is and who right. she's supposed to be. Yeah, shut like, up, nerd. Can I just enjoy the show? show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I can't say anything about that because uh, I do that a lot. You are you are one of them occasionally. You're not, But you're not, like, actively reading comics and correcting me. You're like, yeah, I read yeah. So, about someone else who read the, read the comics. Yeah, um, so... I I don't I use I think in my mind I use that for good not evil right like I think that there's a lot of people online who watch the movies and they're like oh the comics did this and you're doing it bad but me when people like go out and they're like oh this sucks or this is lame or why would you do this I'm like well actually they're kind of doing a callback to this comic book arc or this is what they did here and like they're just doing a new version on it, a new take on it so I you know I. I try to talk myself up to look at it at a better balance. I think. <laughs> I'll Amen, say the, brother. The, the one and only time, like I, I'm a, I don't try to bludgeon people with it, but it is uh, often the case that books tell a fuller story than than a movie oh, sure. ad, than a movie adaptation does. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched the whole series. I've seen some. I feel like the the. Um, uh, oh, Game of Thrones uh, series maybe got it kind of right, but I, I will say as a as a big no. as a big Not Tolkien, I you know I've I've read the the all I think but the the most recent book, um, but uh, you know so I get it they they were more full, but the, I mean you had a whole mini series so you you could really kind of flesh out and then they got stuck when the show was progressing past the books, right? Um, because that ending, George, I think they shrewded it. George Martin is the shrewded. ultimate troll. Um, but I, I will say like as a Tolkien fan, man, the Lord of the Rings movies, particularly the extended versions, man, they got close. I mean, man, they really, really got close. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Molly and I, she, she had never seen the Lord of the Rings before. And we recently watched the first three movies, their extended versions. And it took us like, you know, it took us like 
one day Six to watch years. the first one, that's and a, then that, the second one like over three days. Yeah, that's the, like the ten one. and a half hours of total movie time. It's it's a lot of content. I, I think it's three, three and a half and four hours. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, watching long. those movies and then now talking to you guys for the past half hour, or so I'm pretty ashamed of all the nerdy knowledge that I have stored inside <laughs> of me. <laughs> I think iTunes was glitched one day because I got the three Lord of the Rings movies extended cuts and the Hobbit three movies extended cuts all for like thirty bucks, all six movies. I think oh, it was wow. a glitch. Yeah, because every time I see it glitch. now, it's one trilogy for thirty bucks. Well, I'm like, I got both. There's a. Well, they've got them on HBO Max. Well, this was years ago. Mm. There's so, a Lord of the Rings show coming to. I think Amazon's got it. Yeah, yeah, they got so, they got a Lord of the Rings and, show, and it's gonna take place before the Lord of the Rings, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're 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 going way way back. So yeah, which there's there's a a book I've so I say I'm a big Tolkien fan. I've never I haven't read all his stuff, and I actually mm-hmm. bought so there's this book that's set in the same universe, but it predates everything called the Silmarillion. Ugh, and yeah. man, it's a it's a it's a heady read, man. It's it is. It's like, literally it's, an encyclopedia. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But I think they're they're drawn from that well to go mm-hmm. farther mm-hmm. back in the lore. But I mean, you know, the dude he was a, a legit accomplished linguist. So he developed two or three entire languages. Elvis mm-hmm. Elvis gets the most, uh, uh, you know, gets the spotlight. But uh, you know, I think a, a dwarf language, and of course, I, like the the dark or the evil language, like fully developed languages, just you know, so he could write some nerd books. Um, yeah. So Black speak. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, language. yeah. I'm I'm not quite as nerdy as you. That's why I didn't. You know, I like I know things about sports and stuff too. But nerd alert. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there there's plenty to draw from there if they want to. But hopefully, they'll stay the stay a little truer. Like. Hobbit ran off the rails when they tried to make too much of it and then mm-hmm. thought they could add to Tolkien. I feel like that's a, a bad idea. If you're not C.S. Lewis and who is, don't don't try <laughs> don't try and add to Tolkien. Yeah, I, I we started watching The Hobbit and you know, I'm of the mind that like even when it came to the Star Wars movies, like anything that has a bunch of controversy around it, like I don't really partake in like the super heavy criticism about. Right. Um, you know, so I enjoyed like the Hobbit I series them. for what I they had were. no problem with them at all. Well, they're, because, but, they're but if fun. you look at the, there just wasn't enough story for three movies. That's my thing. Like, add, I totally add agree. the new characters. Hey, who hates looking at Evangeline Lily? I'm not mad at you. Um, right. No. But why is like, Legolas there? It was, why is there a love triangle? It was just too, it was just too thin. Like the, mm-hmm. the uh, they just, they, you know, there was a lot of money to be made in another trilogy. And so they, totally. they stretched it out, but um, they're no. not they're not unenjoyable to watch. They're just not. Oh no, no. That yeah. I mean, that original Lord of the Rings trilogy just just killed it. I mean, just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. So totally, yeah. totally. tough to and tough I, to live up another, to. Another problem I have with the Hobbit is that they just they relied too heavily on CGI, whereas the original Lord of the Rings trilogy had great practical effects. And I don't know, you know, when it comes to production, what the cost variance is right maybe peter jackson thought like oh well you know we can use a bunch of cgi just like george lucas did and have a lot of creative fun with it but Mm. it it also detracts a bit from storytelling because it's not as enjoyable in my opinion yeah the only thing that really took me out of the space on the original trilogy were the ends but i don't know how you would have done them any better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm I'm talking the hobbit the hobbit was heavily cgi that's what i'm saying like that's well and that's and maybe that's the point like the ends Mm -hmm which were obviously entirely CGI. They didn't build giant walking trees. Um, were the one thing that kind of pulled you out of the reality. So it just right. goes further to illustrate that. And I mean, 
you know, when you're doing like big battle scenes like that, there's pl- there was plenty of CGI to be had in the original trilogy. It just wasn't a crush. Totally. Right. Yeah. Like the 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 orcs in the in the Hobbit, all of them were CGI except for like a few that got main screen dialogue. Like the the main antagonist the orc, arm, the yeah. albino one, yeah. he yeah, he was entirely CGI and it's like why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But right. what are you going to do? Um so. speaking of Marvel, um you guys see Shang-Chi? Oh, I have not. So good. You haven't seen it, Kale? No, nope, nope, bro. You, you are you like? How would you scale yourself, Kale, on a scale of one to ten as far as being a Marvel Universe fan, MCU fan? Uh, I'm probably I, I'd probably peg myself somewhere around a seven or an eight. Okay. okay. Have you seen like all the Disney Plus content and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. you know, I'm not Bro. big. Somewhere in, I, I don't know where they've landed. Like, somewhere I've got a box of, of comics. I actually own somewhere uh, the first appearance of You're Bishop. the comic guy on that's telling me what was wrong from the comic in the... Taint me. My, my comic love didn't go that deep, but I collected just long enough. I have somewhere in mint condition, I have... Gosh, what was the name of that comic? Uh, I was really into Image when it came out. Oh, Spawn. I've got, like, the first 13... Uh, copies of you know, comics of Spawn, including a, nice. I think a one half edition, like in mint condition somewhere. My dad's stuff, my mom's stuff. Uh, I haven't seen them before, but I've got the the first appearance of Bishop in X Men. So I have some. Oh, cool! I have some nerd chops, just not much. That's um, awesome. But uh, I'm not like, especially right now, between uh, you know, there's been a little bit of uh, of Delta variant floating around in Florida. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Mm. Uh, between that and the kids and whatever, like going to a movie, ain't, ain't my bag right now. <laughs> yeah, well, the theater so I was will say pretty spaced if, out when I was in it, there. It was for me too. So Molly and I went on Saturday, and it was like 3 p.m. and there were three other people in a massive theater. Yeah. We sat we sat by ourselves and there was no one within like five rows up and down. So it I think people are avoiding it but going when they can. Yeah. Dude, I I think I will put it down on the record uh that I think this was the best Marvel origin story movie. I would I will, totally I, agree. I would say number one origin story. Yeah. I, I totally, totally agree. Not the best Marvel movie because obviously you have Endgame, you have Infinity War, and all the clout that that has gained. But mm-hmm. as long as introducing us to a new character, story, lore, like, dude, this movie was top notch. Are you excluding yeah. Iron Man because it was already a well known character? Because Iron Man, I feel won. like that's. I, I mean, you, I respect Iron Man one for sure because obviously that's what set the tone. It is a great movie, but like. Here's where I think with Shang-Chi just kills it is like you care so much about the protagonist. You're really invested in him. He's a charismatic guy. He's funny. You're like, oh, I want to know more about your story. But then on the flip side of the coin, the antagonist, um, which is still a fairly new movie, so we we can't really talk too much spoilers and COVID people can't see in theaters, whatever. We'll wait 45 days when it's on Disney Plus and then we'll talk spoilers. (laughs) Um, But uh, the antagonist in it, like, you have so much compassion and you completely relate and understand to why he is doing what he is doing. And like, you, you don't fault the guy. You're like, I get it. And, yeah. uh, it, just that contrast in that battle. And it was just so good. Like right. I thought the, they mixed really well, like, uh, Jackie Chan style Kung Fu mixed with some, um, Marvel classic CGI with, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Lee style fight scenes. Like all yeah. of it, 
beautifully woven together and it was just it was dope yeah yeah they had the extremely well choreographed martial arts scenes um i think you know if you're comparing like phase one mcu especially when you're looking at iron man there's a there's a drastic difference right because when you're looking at iron man thor those initial movies right they're trying out a new formula they right. have an idea in their mind of like how we're going to do things. So phase one is like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try it out this way. It worked well with Iron Man surprisingly, and let's see how well it works going forward. But now we're in phase four and we're introducing brand new characters into a fully established universe. And right. what they did so well was they took this, this character that was relatively unknown, right? Similar to guardians of the galaxy, how they're relatively unknown characters unless you're a big comic book person and they and they introduced it really well they allowed you to kind of empathize like josh was saying to the villain they have a lot of callbacks so many callbacks to like deeper stuff if you're really really heavy into the mcu you're going to recognize a lot of the, the easter eggs and things like that that they pepper in throughout the story um and then they 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 just do it really well it's it's really fun and one of the comparisons that uh, Josh and I were talking about a few days ago was I, I kind of compared it to Black Panther because I think as far as origin stories go and balancing fun versus like introduction versus the the established universe, Black Panther did a really good job of doing that too. Uh, but I think Shang-Chi just did it better. Yeah. yeah. You're now racist, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, also that's, that's all good. Also on the other side, like, Outside of just the movie itself, they got the main lead guy, what's his name, Simu, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the guy yeah. who plays Shang Chi. Mm. Like he's been like he's kind of made been the one that kind of made this movie happen. He tweeted at Marvel one day like, "Hey, are we doing this or what?" Which I don't even know if it was already kind of in the works. Maybe Marvel's pumping the brakes. COVID probably messed things up. Mm-hmm. But then like he was getting a lot of heat from people in China saying you're not going to represent Chinese culture well. Uh, I think his his even his own family was like, yeah, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? Uh, and so he's been like a big advocate for the movie. The dude seems he almost seems Ryan Reynolds esque level social media game, right. if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, like he's 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 funny. He seems um, to really interact with the fans really well on social media, and he just seems like an overall good dude. And so seeing how he was fighting so hard for this movie. Then even one of the Marvel execs, um, or is it a Disney exec? I don't know. Um, was like, yeah, this movie is just an experiment. We're just going to put it, it in theaters Disney for forty. 40- CEO. Oh, it was the actual CEO that said it. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, he was like, this is just an ex- an experiment. We're going to throw this on theaters for just forty five days, and then it's going to go on Disney Plus for no extra charge. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, uh, no, this is not an experiment. Like this movie is going to change the game. Like it's going to be good. Uh, he has like an exact tweet and quote. Um, whatever and basically it's this movie has been dismissed from the get-go um and he's been fighting for it and it right now sits as the number one highest rated superhero movie ever on rotten tomatoes which is like nothing to sneeze at so i'm proud i was able to go on opening weekend give the freaking theater and him 40 bucks of my money yeah to see an imax and um yeah, movie's I, dope. You should watch it. I too, in the lead up to this though, have just been concerned with whether or not he would he would represent China well. So <laughs> that was my <laughs> big concern. I was like, I really care about the Chinese government. I want I them to. You know, I it. I think that like I think that the 
the people of China who were concerned with misrepresentation are thinking about it more on a cultural level than maybe the government was thinking about it on a misrepresentation level. But, right. you know, who cares about the Chinese government? Yeah, honest? they suck. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, shang dope. They launched a couple more rockets this week that didn't blow up. Always a disappointment. To be clear, I never root for failure on the ones that are bearing humans. I'm not a monster. Hey. I just want their I mean, unmanned rockets to blow up. That's all. Well, that was I a mean, poor you segue. You learn more from failure than you do success, Kale. So, yeah. Mm. Well, that's what Elon would say. And he's right. <laughs> but uh, the Chinese would argue that you learn more from, uh, you know, corporate and governmental espionage. And they might be right, too. But, uh, you know, fail- <laughs> failure is a great teacher as well. I love when they do announcements. And I'm not going to take down Space Rabbit Hole. But when they're like, oh, we're going to do th- this, like, fully reusable landable rocket. We're like, oh, well, that's a that's a Falcon 9, sir. That's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like the, the Wendy's meme, but uh, with rockets. So, um yeah, it's a uh, so uh, it's funny we haven't. I don't know if we've ever done an entertainment only podcast, but we might be coming up on it on this time because we absolutely have to talk about the Matrix Four, 4 trailer. Have to. Oh man, have to. Oh. Um, and can we talk about that? Evidently, Neo is now John Wick. Yeah, what is? Yeah, what, John Wick just moved on? over. I read. <laughs> I read you couldn't shave or cut your hair, bro. I read somebody's take on that, and um, somebody made the point that may or may not be valid, and it will probably never get verified. Um, of like because the John Wick series is so huge, and because of the commitments there, he it may or may not have had studio obligations elsewhere. Not to what is lose this? The Justice beard. League One. Not to lose the uh, the beard or cut the hair. I see that, but like, how hard is it to cut your hair or to grow back your hair? At this point in time, does anybody want to see an unbearded Keanu? I don't. The dude looks dope with a beard. I mean, I'm not hating on it. I'm just, I think it's more the logic. Like, really? Like, it just seems petty, but I'm not, I don't hate it either way. A lot of people are ticked at no Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's going to be a cameo. That's my gut call. I think there's no way that dude doesn't show up. Uh well so the guy that they have wearing the Morpheus glasses mm-hmm. that's a that's an early that's a that's a, a younger, younger version version yeah uh, yeah yeah so that's my that's what they they're saying right that they're saying that is a younger Morpheus and not a replacement right mm-hmm. but Which the, makes sense uh, the chick that played Trinity is back there's uh, mm-hmm. several other people returning there's some newbies so Neil Patrick Harris uh, yeah. also known as Doogie Hauser. Uh, is uh, is joining the cast and uh, Jesse? I can't remember his name. He played the king and uh, he was on Glee actually for a while, and he played the king in uh, the original Broadway run of uh, Hamilton. Uh, but he's mm. he's phenomenal, so it's cool. Was to he see the king that was in the Disney Plus? He is Hamilton. Yeah, the the, the Disney Plus Hamilton was recorded with the original Broadway cast before they cycled out. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, so. Uh, now I I'm down. I think it looks good. I get that it kind of died out through, uh, you know, over the course of the trilogy and, and n- mm-hmm. never really like regained the mo of the first one. But it's been long enough, and movies like this are in such a great place now, partially because of the MCU. I feel like it's put pressure on movies like this, but I think it's going to be good. I it th- yeah. looks completely different from. I mean, the other three movies were like kind of grim and like dark. This movie is like looks like modern day it's bright it looks like a normal movie it doesn't look like what I, well my uh, mind eyes sees there, the matrix there was always that dichotomy though of when you were in the matrix and when you were in the real world and that's why right. i just keep seeing the real world in my mind so when i saw yeah. this this felt like a stark difference 
to what my I remember the Matrix as. Yeah, when that Well, so like I mean if you're if you if you contrast like the scenes in the original Matrix trilogy where they're in the Matrix, right? right. Versus Yeah, those like, are bright. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're semi realistic, right? So the running theory is that Neo or like a different timeline version of Neo or something like that is still in the Matrix. Because at the end of the trilogy, spoiler alert for a 15-year-old movie, 18. at the end of the trilogy, he died. Yeah. Like, Neo died, Trinity died, and he was never gone. So, evidently... I didn't know Trinity died. I don't remember that. Yeah, she died She died first. That's right, he, and then he kept going. Yeah, it, right. yeah, it was a real uh, Shakespearean tragedy kind of vibe there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, I never played the, the Matrix uh, MMO, but evidently it was canon and continued the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I read that. And part of why they're saying, and I'm 100% regurgitating crap I read today. Like I'm, I, you know, I dug into it after the uh, uh, seeing the trailer. But like Morpheus died in that game again. Mm-hmm. Years old spoiler alert, and that's kind of the justification for this not being Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. But I guess I kind of picked up on something which I had never heard that like the actual like humans not in pods cut some kind of deal. Um, you know, with the machines and that part of the issue with Morpheus was he was trying to get Neo's body back. And so there's a whole thing. So I don't know how that plays out and ties into this, but that is canon. Like that informs this movie. So I I don't know how that plays into like Neo sitting around and not knowing who he is, but you're talking the matrix online. Yeah. Yeah. I read that. I read that same thing that I didn't even know, to be honest, until I read that article that that game was a thing. (laughs) Yeah, but. no, me neither. So, but evidently, it's it's important. But uh, now, will I go back and watch the trilogy before this? Yes. Will I absolutely watch this? Yes. Will I make sure I go see it in the theater? Eh, I don't know. We'll see what the world's like at the time. But uh, I'm I'm still. I haven't missed the theater, but then I think Shang Chi might have been. I think I saw Tenet after I got married last September, and that was in theaters. Um, and I think this is my second movie, so a year since I've been in the theater, and it. It didn't feel like, oh, I missed this because I went to, uh, Adam, you won't know where this is, but Kale, have you ever been to Point Orlando's uh, Regal movie theater? Yeah, yeah. You know how that Point Orlando area, it's like kind of all on the second floor. It's all outdoors. It's super lively, fun, great yep, area. Yep, yep, yep. Dude, I was depressed. <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time since, since the pandemic started, and it was like, it seemed all abandoned almost every shop, every restaurant was like closed down. There was no one really playing live music. How, like how you remember point Orlando and it's prime yeah. 0% like that. Um, and so that was like the intro to walking to the movie theater. We're like, Oh, okay. I was going to go to the last time I was out there was to hit the Orlando improv is out there in that same area. Yeah. I and saw was, Nate Bergazzi out there it and was it was still, popping. Yeah. It was still hopping then, but I can't remember how long ago that was that I was out there. I think that was pre COVID though. Yeah, but it was that was at least 2018, 2019, um, and it was lively, and so it was dead. So that was the introduction to the movie theater, and then we go in the theater, and it's just, I don't know, I don't think there's any janitorial staff at any movie theater anywhere. Um, I think they just <laughs> hope things get clean on their own, maybe. But like every, it just felt, it didn't feel like I was like, yeah, I think my couch is better, but I just mm-hmm. was, I only saw it in theaters just to mostly so that the box office opening weekend number would be. Forty dollars higher. Um, right. See, the but only that was thing pure I reason why. Really miss about the movie theater is heavily buttered, though they don't use actual butter anymore. Popcorn, 
uh, combined with a giant box of Reese's Pieces. There is no better snack, but I can do that at home. So We did not buy good. any snacks because, again, $40 on movie <laughs> tickets. So... <laughs> uh, so. Well, you got to get those matinee prices, man. You know. To, well, yeah. To round yeah, out an all entertainment episode, not that not that we can't move on to other things, but uh, we we still haven't hit on the biggest entertainment. Oh, uh, you going to bring day, up Steve, which is Steve from Blues. Oh Clues man, coming back, dude. <laughs> now, did you I, cry, Kale? I almost cried. I felt the emotion. I saw. So I I just missed. Um, like I was just a little too old for Blues Clues. Uh, actually, I was probably more than a little too old. Oh yeah, you're like way um, older than me at my yeah. age. But um, you fifty five. But I think Kale? you guys are right in the sweet spot for it, aren't you? No, that was my childhood for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I saw a lot of people like. <laughs> And like so many people are just like ground down and beat down right now. Like just this positive nostalgic experience. Uh, like I, it was, it was like, I'm not, I, I don't even like want my kids watching blues clues. Now it annoys me. Not as bad as Peppa Pig, but it's just not my fave. There's, there's better children's programming. <laughs> I hate how her nose is side. Is it a girl boy? The whole thing. Like, I'm like, is like did somebody sideways? sit down in a room and say, what's the worst possible way we could draw these characters? Like yeah. since when do pigs look like hair dryers? Their heads look like hair dryers. Anyways, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, but anyways, but I like, I can still sit and like, recognize like the positivity that is this message from Steve. Like he's Dude. in character. He's talking to you like, yes, complete with like call and you. response, like leaving room for response. Yes. Like he never skipped a beat. Um, and, uh, like, I don't know if we, again, like it matters if we get pulled from anywhere. I don't know if we, I get, think we should insert it real quick. Cause they yeah. don't really need to see it. So yeah, check this out real quick. Listen yeah, to this. Give it a little play. Hi. You got a second? Okay. You remember how, when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt, freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news, I'm leaving. Uh, this is my brother, Joe, he's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left and we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Because I, I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college. And uh, that was really challenging, by the way, but great because I got to use my mind and take a step at a time. And now I literally am doing many of the things that I wanted to do. And then look at you and look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just it's just so amazing. Right? I mean, we started out with clues, and now it's what? Student loans, and um, jobs, and families, and some of it has been kind of hard. You know? I know you know. And I wanted to tell you that I, I really couldn't have done all of that without your help. And in fact, all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today, right now. And that's super cool. I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you, ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Thanks for listening. You look great, by the way. Whatever it is you're doing, it's working. In a world of just crap news, 
all the time. You know, even though Blue's Clues wasn't my thing, I'm I'm down for a, like a, a happy, uh, feel good message from Steve. Yeah, dude, that was so good. I'm also yeah. happy that all the things I have heard about him, like having a heroin addiction or something, were uh, untrue. Not true. Right. Not true that at I, all. I, 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 there was a rumor for a while that he had he had killed himself. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. I loved uh, the link, Kale. You post you post it in our in our shared notes. It's it's an article from CNN talking about it, and it said the the headline from CNN is uh, Blues Clues original host Steve Burns explains why he left the show. No, he didn't. Like I, I walked away from that video going, "Wait, no, that was." I feel great about myself now. Thank you for that. Yeah. But he like, went to college. Wh- why did you go? He didn't no, go he, to college. No, he really did. Oh, he actually did. Yeah, I, think I just saw he went to like on tour with a band, and like he was, he released an album during that time, and he's done like other things like that, and he's bald now. That's why he's wearing a hat. Uh, Josh, he went to college, and it was super great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh wow! I just like that he was like, "You get, you're looking really great right now. Whatever you're doing, keep it up." Like, <laughs> I'm like, and oh, like, yeah. you really feel like he's talking to you, like uh, yeah. sitting, crying in your bed, watching this. It was good. The only, the only miss for Nickelodeon's part is like, Blue should have been in that video. Like, the dog should have made an appearance. Oh yeah, missed Ba-bow! opportunity. Like we're we're still we're still buddies. We're still yeah. So. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for a little bit like. I mean, I didn't. I don't hate the video at all, but I was. I was kind of hoping for like a. Here's what I actually was doing. Apparently, <laughs> uh, uh, he did hook up or got to date a Playboy model during all of that. His time off as well. Apparently, I just read on the internet. So that's good for him. Like you said, college is super great. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the Playboy College for oh, TV hosts. Gosh. <laughs> so. But yeah, so I think that's you know all the news that's fit to report from entertainment this week. Yeah, this week. Yeah, you know um, I will say that that was that was actually pretty heartwarming. That was I was surprised by you like, judged it too beforehand. I was pretty judgmental. Well, because you know all you see is memes, and I'm like, really, everybody's just super emotional about right. this. And then you know now that I'm I agree watching, with I'm you. Like, that was that was good. I liked that. I was smiling the whole time. Oh, I didn't see any memes. I literally just saw someone put the video up on one of the subreddits on reddit and i was like oh what, steve what's he doing and then mm. i watched it, i'm like oh my god this is great and then i saw all the memes and then i was like yeah i saw that too guys right <laughs> what's funny to me about stuff like this you know not to like over you know analyze try to apply more to it than whatever but like you see these moments now in you know media and in, in whatever right where it's just it's just feel good there's no there's no politics there's no agenda i mean there's a little bit of an agenda and that you know nickelodeon wants to keep selling ads um but there's just like all the crap that's injected into everything else is absent and those are always the moments where like everybody coalesces they're like oh this is so nice this is so refreshing this is so we all enjoy those moments but then we just we all go back to feeding all the other garbage and there's probably a lesson somewhere in that for you know all of us that maybe not everything has to be uh you know whatever just dire and existential and left and right and whatever like there's just all kinds of life that has nothing to do with those things totally Um, and that's why i don't really check my instagram at all and i feel just fine (laughs) fine (laughs) fine fine you ever say a word over and over and it starts to sound weird so so steve steve burns open invite to the solid seven podcast you're welcome 
anytime, buddy. You can wear your little stripy shirt and you can come tell us what you were really doing. Oh yeah, yeah. He he went on tour with a band. I can't remember the name, like Ghost Lips or what's the it name sounds of the like, band? I mean, everything is not Parks and Rec, but it definitely sounds like a band name Andy would come up with. <laughs> Ghost Lips. Fle- Fleetwood Mac Sex Pants. New band name. <laughs> New band name. I call it, or maybe just Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Oh, what was the I band name? He did come out with his own album, I think, in that uh, in that time. We believe you. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I'm not. It's gonna take too long to find it while we so, sit here and wait. Let's move on. Lots of well, I, I say lots of Apple news this week, but the Apple news is that there's going to be lots of Apple news next week. Next podcast, stay so, tuned. Which we won't talk about it because well, we'll I was about to say, yeah, we we ought I mean, we ought to do like a one-off Apple episode next week, Josh, just to talk about it all. I'm out of time. Because we, <laughs> we uh yeah, next next week's gonna be uh all all Emily McCarthy and I'm gonna get all the CIA secrets out of her. So and I can't imagine she's gonna want to talk much about the new iPhone. So I don't <laughs> maybe I don't see that being the topic, us driving to Jacksonville to have her talk about her company and go ruck and then we go, Can we talk about the iPhone instead? It would be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you know, what we normally do here on the Solid 7 Podcast, Emily, is we talk about space or Apple or Marvel, and then we <laughs> rabbit trail for an hour and a half. <laughs> so I don't know what you're into. So you're saying there's a chance. But, uh, so, and actually, uh, Adam was confessing he's a little behind on the podcast. He's a little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, busy defending uh, our nation's servers or something uh, nobody knows what you do man uh and going yeah, to s- and going to school so i'll allow it so uh but so you probably don't know but big get for the solid some podcast next week unless josh maybe josh filled you in i mean you guys are friends and all but uh next week we're taking the show <laughs> we don't on really the, talk much taking the show on the road all the way to jacksonville beach to uh, sit down and record at uh, GoRug headquarters with Emily McCarthy, who's their head of community, but uh, also co-founder of GoRug and a former CIA case officer. Is the show Homeland? No kidding. Yeah. So is the show Homeland based on her loosely? I don't know, but we'll find out. I mean, it's it's not, but that was fun to say. That's exciting. I may, you know, take some time off my busy schedule and tune in for that hour hour and a half episode yeah it's a big big get and we're hoping uh that they don't realize that they've made a terrible mistake booking her with us between now and then so <laughs> yep well if they don't listen to this episode where we take a 10 yeah. minute break to watch blues clues yeah. then i think that's <laughs> so this fine. will <laughs> that sounded so sad <laughs> let's take a 10 minute break everybody and listen to steve Burns. well it's funny you know listen at go ruck media they do a podcast called um uh, what is it i'm so sorry go ruck please don't cancel our interview um Glorious Professionals is what it's called. So uh, Jason, who's the founder of GoRuck, Emily is his wife, co-founder of GoRuck. Jason was a Green Beret, Emily is CIA case officer. And then the other guy that does it with him that, that works with GoRuck, Rich, uh, he was Mac V. Sog in Vietnam. Like Rich was straight stacking bodies. So you can imagine wow. the kind of podcast they do. And it's not it's not all military. They bring on a, a lot of interesting people. They've had some mm-hmm. other Green Berets on recently talking about Afghanistan. So then I would be like, <laughs> so they're, they're doing all that. And then we're going to sit down in their podcast studio and be like, so Emily, welcome to the Solid 7 Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it all feels so ridiculous. So 
that's so cool of them. I'm so excited they're they're doing it for <laughs> us. Emily, what do you think of the new iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just fantastic. So uh yeah, we're we're stoked that someone there has made a horrible, horrible mistake. So now it's it's Okay, awesome. so let me let me yeah. ask you guys a question. Yes. Um this is something that some coworkers and I were recently talking about. So out of all of the branches, right? If you were looking at the Air Force, the pararescue, the PJs, yes. or you were looking at the, the Green Berets, Delta Force, or you were looking at the Navy SEALs, who, just in your opinion, as un- unaffiliated civilians, just from what you know, who would you say is the most hardcore of those categories? Green Berets, PJs, or I'm Navy conflicted SEALs? between SEALs and Green Berets. I think SEALs are more... Mm. BA, but I don't, I don't know. But my civilian knowledge would say Navy SEALs because that's what TV and movies tell me. Mm. So this is something that I like. I I, I nerd out on this stuff like uh, microdacted nerds out on Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. So like I don't, it, I feel like I need more qualifiers to the question because there's there's layers to this game, right? Like so well, if you're you if know, you're talking it, all special operations and special forces like you've got to include ranger battalion in there they count um, No, I'm talking strictly PJ's Delta Force or Navy SEAL. What do you think? Are, in your opinion. Are we talking DevGrew which is no longer DevGrew and I haven't caught the new name yet? Like are we talking Can you just are we talking the are we talking tier 1 operators or are we talking We're, run of the mill? We are talking broad spectrum PJ's Delta Force or Green Berets. Um, or excuse me, Delta Force or Green Berets. Again, it just PJs. A, man, that's such it's such specialized missions. It's it's hard to say. I I will say that like especially if you read, um, like horse soldiers, when you get into what like the mission of Green Berets really is and what it's intended to do, when it's mm-hmm. these small teams going in, often unknown, often ahead with little to no support, and what they are mm-hmm. supposed to be doing is rallying and training locals. Um, man, it's a, it's a tough gig. I mean, it's, you know, like the, you, uh, um, horse, is it horseback soldiers? I think it is. Uh, but the story of the green berets that went into Afghanistan ahead of all our other forces, um, is 100% worth reading. And the thing is like, you're there in the thick of it behind enemy, enemy lines. You're not, you're not calling in support from an AC 130 circling overhead. That's not, that's not a thing. Like your support's the guy next to you. And there's not that many guys next to you. So out of those three, who would you pick? That's that, me. No, or Kale. Kale. Oh, Kale. Yeah. I, I'm I'm saying based on on that factor, not like level of aptitude as an operator. I'd say Green Berets probably have the toughest mission. All right. Cool. Why? I'm why just, do you ask? What's your? No. What's well, your... that's a it's a conversation that a couple of coworkers and I had had before, and I think it's an interesting question to ask you guys, especially Kale, who you know, has appreciation for the military as he does. I do too. So, no, you know, I do Kale, say like PJs don't get the recognition they deserve. Like they are 100% totally. like legit pipe hitting special operators. I mean, they're, they're, I don't no know if ch- I've heard of them until this moment, TBH. They're, so yeah, PJs are hardcore, man. They're the, but, the air forces, uh, special operations core and their, their deal, like their, their mission that they're tasked with is, um, like rescue behind enemy lines. Like pilot goes mm-hmm. down, crew goes down. They're the ones that are going to go in and get them. They're also, I dope. think they're, um, all, um, I think they're all trained combat medics because of the nature of their mission. Like it's, it's no joke, but I mean, it's, it's all, I mean, and when you get into seal, t- when you get cream of the crop, when you get into 
Delta and how difficult that is when you get into, and I know they've renamed. So SEAL Team 6, Richard Marcinko founded SEAL Team 6. He was a, a Vietnam-era SEAL. There weren't six SEAL teams at the time. It was height of the Cold War. He named them SEAL Team 6 to make the Russians think there were more teams than they were, which I get a chuckle at. Uh, 100% recommend Marcinko's uh, uh, autobiography, uh, Rogue Warrior. Fantastic. And the follow-on book, Red, Soul, that, Red Cell, that's uh, quasi-fictitious. Um, but... Uh, so SEAL Team Six became uh, DevGrew, and then they've they've renamed it again since DevGrew is out there and popular now. But uh, and it, they still like the government still doesn't officially acknowledge Delta, which is hilarious to me. I'm like, well, Chuck Norris was making movies in like the '70s about it, but oh, okay, okay, guys, okay. So those are like the 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 tier one, like that's cream of the crop. So I mean, as far as aptitude as operators, I don't know that between like DevGrew and Delta, you can you could pick between the two as far as competency and warfare. Um, hmm. So you think when it comes to competency and warfare that the Navy SEALs are top tier above everybody else? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. Like, um, mm -hmm. no, I wouldn't say SEALs blanket, but the, but the but the tier one teams when you're when you're talking uh, DevGrew and Delta, like it's they're they're right there, and there's there's no comparison in the world with those two teams. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, well, I can your, say you're can, right or wrong. But, hey, they didn't. You know. They <laughs> they didn't. They didn't send Rangers in to Cap Bin Laden. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't <laughs> ask about Rangers. So, well, but they, <laughs> but you have like uh, they get the short end of the stick. But it's not easy to get a Ranger tab. And I mean, those guys absolutely are mm -hmm. special operations. So I mean, they are. They're you know they're they're a part of that. They're a part of that mission. But uh, you know, they also they also didn't. Didn't send Delta, and then there's even like when you get into the real story of the Battle of Mogadishu of Black Hawk Down, uh, right. the movie you you see the Rangers, you see the Deltas. There were seals there too. There were seals that, yeah. that fought the Battle of Mogadishu. Um, right. You know. So, but uh, you know, the seals also get a lot of publicity right now. Where it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I think I think that's the biggest driving force behind the. Um, I don't know if I would say support really, but it, I guess it's just like there, like you said, there's a lot of media attention behind the seals and more props to them for doing it. I think it's, I think it's great overall. Yeah. It's funny. They, they take some heat for it these days, that whole uh, quiet professional concept. But the reality is, you know, like that, you know, SF guys and, and Delta guys that, you know, they've been trying to capitalize on it for years too. It just, uh, the seals just managed to do it better and hit on something. But like I said, I mean, there's, there's Delta force movies going back to the seventies. So, you know, it's not, sure, you know, yeah. it's not, uh, it's not whatever, but you know, they didn't have a movie starring uh, Demi Moore. And so, sorry guys, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and, and hey, there's your Lord of the Rings callback because Vigo Mortensen is the uh, Command Master Chief running uh, running buds in that movie, and he's fantastic in that role. There's somebody that can act his freaking butt off. There so, you go. I never, full circle, solid seven. I never met a wild thing, felt sorry for itself. Adam, <laughs> Adam what made you out? What is your, what is your standpoint? Uh, no, I think Green Bay is hardcore above them all, honestly. Okay. Um, Jocko but, has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. that's not to discredit anybody else. I think that the PJs are, are really, really awesome, entirely underrated, not talked about or given enough attention for what they do. Um, Navy SEALs are obviously, SEALs are hardcore, and it's just how it goes. But uh, I think that Delta Force just always, Green Berets always from the beginning of time, before the Navy, the Navy SEALs have been around, have just been 
the forefront of the elites. So, but you know, maybe I'm a little biased, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. When you, you, you get into the heritage, there's just so much heritage to both. I mean, you, you know, you got to take the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the seals all the way back to UDTs. I mean, mm-hmm. there were, there were, uh, seal precursors, you know, swimming ashore ahead of the invasion of Normandy, uh, like right. setting charges, you know, um, it's not like they were rolling up with uh, NVGs and body armor. I mean, these guys are swimming up on the beach and, and setting charges to prepare for, you know, the landing in Normandy and stuff like that. Um, so I just, I, I don't, that's why I said, you know, it, it's kind of like when you say who's best or who's most hardcore or whatever, it's just so hard because it's such specialized missions, right? Like Del- totally. Delta is not going to go do a waterborne insertion. They're not going to go, uh, they're not going to go take down an, an oil rig that's been infiltrated or go rescue a cruise ship, but they are going to go that plane that's sitting on the tarmac that's got, well, now nobody, you don't get to hijack a plane anymore because nobody on that plane is going to not right. They're going to assume you're going to blow them up or fly them into a building. So you don't get to hijack planes anymore. Uh, but mm-hmm. once upon a time you'd hijack a plane and you try and hold them hostage and you'd expect to, uh, to get those hostages back and that's part of where like teams like delta and stuff kind of came out of is that kind of uh you know terrorist response and hostage rescue so it's just so specialized but that's why i went green berets with my answer just because i don't think their combat aptitude is any higher than any of those other teams but i think their right. i think their mission is is on a on a broad spectrum not like a could you pick a mission that's harder one place or the other yes but what they're tasked with as, as Green Berets um, to go in and, and work with and organize indigenous people with, you know, with minimal uh, support backing them up, I think is just the toughest mission profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, so. you've got to be part politician. You've got to be, you know, part warrior. I mean, it's just uh, part diplomat. It's just, it's just crazy. So hmm. uh, there's, there's plenty of Green Berets I'm, I'm big fan, you know, big fan of. So, you know, like, uh, uh, Jason uh, at, at GORUG was a, a Green Braid. Uh, Tim Kennedy. I mean, you know, they've got definitely got their own standouts. So, mm-hmm. but again, you've got to differentiate there too between you know the standard mission of uh, you know SF Green Braids in general versus Delta being a tier one team. It's you know it's just it's just different. Yeah, yeah. So. I've got a soft spot in my heart for Green Braids. I mean, they've got a big a big role in my my past. You know, when I was younger and everything. So. Did they well, rescue I mean, you when you got kidnapped? <laughs> yeah. you, you guys can't see. I'll tip my my because of the angle of my phone. I'll tip my hat down here for you. The I'm actually I'm wearing my my go my OG Go Ruck Tack hat and my uh, my patch that's on right now is when I rucked 50 miles for the uh, Green Beret Foundation. Oh, nice. So they yeah. they do that every year. You just uh, you commit to to ruck a certain amount of miles and uh, you donate that same amount of money uh and you ruck it and you earn your patch and it all goes to the green beret foundation so pretty cool thing you only gave them 50 bucks Psh, i gave shang chi 40 <laughs> <laughs> yes you did so supporting the cause did you know of adam Chinese was kidnapped <laughs> right <laughs> uh, did you know adam was kidnapped as a small child i did not know talking about burying the lead <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's something we've never talked about yeah. before. Well, you can tell it now, dude. <laughs> or should we say that for Patreon and drive we up should, uh, support uh, on Patreon? <laughs> how long? How long? How long? How do you? How long? We're do you almost need to properly tell that story. Um, you know, I could I could summarize the entire story in about maybe five ten minutes, but so you were depends on how in deep you want to go. You were legit kidnapped. Yeah. 
and legitimately yes, kidnapped. You can Google it and, and find Green, it on the internet. And Green Berets, I assume now, based on this, play some role no, in this no, story. No, no, no. I made that was a joke. I made that. No, up. that is absolutely one hundred percent factual. Green oh, Berets did. Okay. Oh, I thought I was joking. We are. They actually rescued you. Absolutely going to wrap the primary podcast, and we are taking this story to Patreon. Right now, and if you want to hear it, you can visit us over at patreon.com slash solid, the number seven podcast. couple of tiers of support there, $5 a month, gets you access to all of our weekly bonus content. Each and every week, we do some extra content on there in addition to our weekly podcast, and you get that uh, at least a little bit in advance ahead of the show, so you get a little preview and a little bit of extra content. Uh, we've been known to uh, do a live recording and uh, invite the Patreon supporters in. You get to participate that in well. But at the $10 level, uh, not only do you get all that bonus content, but you also get a better than average coffee mug. Uh, a drinking vessel, really. You can consume anything mm. from it. It does not Preach have it, to be brother. coffee if coffee's not your thing. But uh, all the support helps us. Like we, we were telling Adam uh, off air um, I th- that, uh, you know, we were... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting choked up. It's, such, it's so moving. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, heading to do this uh, this podcast at Go Rec next week that we're so excited about, we picked up some extra gear to go and do that. We want to have some backup gear. We want to have some additional gear, make sure we present ourselves professionally and that some gear, gear failure doesn't cost us that episode. And the support from Patreon helps us do that. So it really does help make the podcast possible, helps us grow, helps us get better. So uh, if you're able, we'll take it. If you're not, that's okay too. But we'd love to have you subscribe and rate the podcast. You can actually write down in the show notes, click on the link to uh, rate this podcast. And uh, if you find us on Instagram, it's in our link tree. And whatever device you're on, when you click that link, it'll show you like what apps on your device uh, would allow you to rate us or subscribe. Uh, click that. Give us the old uh, the old five-star review, the old thumbs up, the old subscribe we certainly appreciate it, and we uh, we love you guys coming along to listen. But we hope some of you will follow us uh, on over to Patreon for uh, Adam's kidnapping story. I'm excited. Whoa. I had no idea this was coming. <laughs> I'm so. just a really good conversationalist. So <laughs> <laughs> we we sat talked about freaking video games and Marvel movies for an hour, and in somewhere in your head you were like, oh, you you know what people might find interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just have so uh, much empty space. Uh, sometimes things are very spread apart. But uh, that's what I default to is Marvel. You know, I don't yes. jump to the kidnapping story. I'm like <laughs> Spider Man. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, I am Adam Hunt. I like Spider Man. Not I. Hi, I'm Adam Hunt, and I was kidnapped as a small child. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listeners, we love you. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Be sure to come back next week for Emily McCarthy. We're we're super excited about that, and uh, looking forward to put together. A really Can't good wait to see what color you. iPhone she's gonna get. And. Uh, <laughs> And and maybe maybe talk some some iPhone news. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll we never use our Twitter. Maybe we'll we'll live tweet the Apple event on Tuesday or something. I don't know. That's tomorrow. As you're listening to as you're listening to this, uh, the the Apple event announcements will be tomorrow. As you listen, so I'm sure they'll be. We'll we'll probably talk about it at some point. But uh, Adam, thanks for coming back on, dude. Thanks for uh, for showing up when John wouldn't. And uh, absolutely, brother. So. Welcome back anytime, and uh, supporters, we'll see you over on Patreon. Bye. Bye.